right. Uh, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and prefer not to disclose, back to the Undressing Underground Podcast with kittens and unicorns. Hello. <laughs> Who are you talking to? Is it Medieval Knight? It's Medieval Knievel, and you, you should know that. <laughs> I know. So we get to talk to, yeah, I get to talk to Medieval Knievel, who is one of my personal... Heroes? Not just favorite, yeah, hero, <laughs> legend. Um, internet boyfriend. It's hard. Internet boyfriend would be, would be an honor. We, would, we, we all want to be Medieval Knievel's internet boyfriend, or best friend, at least. Um... <laughs> Yeah, it was really cool. Like, I think that um, because his humor is so fucked up, you might tend to think that he isn't a nice person. But I mean, he's 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 really. I thought he was nice and really easy to talk to and affable. So he's um, like John Waters in a way. I mean, in a way, <laughs> I don't think he's as. A, I don't think he's. I've heard him ever say anything like. I get, I mean, it's a little different. He's not so, he doesn't, I, I don't know, like he doesn't like talk about eating poo from a dog's butt. Do you, do you give any examples of how mean he is in the pot, in the interview? Oh yeah, there's a few um, of it, like of the comments that he gives. Are you like calling him out in this? Or are you like, why are you a dick? No, of course <laughs> not. I would never do that to anybody, okay. I think. Um... Is there anything else we should know? I guess I just want everyone to know. I mean, look, you can listen to it to find out like what he thinks about humor online and sensitivity. You can find out if he's actually a nice person. <laughs> um, he also tells us what he used to do at the beginning of the call, which is still interesting to me. And yes. Um, Rob won't let me post this on Twitter, but you should listen to the episode so that you can fall in love with Medieval Knievel all over again. I didn't say you... That's not even what you said. I didn't say you couldn't post it either. I just thought your other thing was funny. But, uh, yeah, so is it going to be me or you at the end of this? Promoting. Probably you. Probably me? Okay, so I'll see you on the other side. Get ready, Jennifer C. Martin's husband. It's uh, your favorite commenter. What are you saying? Are we done? Is it like, do we press stop now? Maybe. Hello, so, you know what? I already started recording. Um, okay. Is that okay? Of course it's okay. Okay, hello. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, kittens. How are you? I'm good. I gotta say, like, I don't want to sound too annoying for the people who are going to listen to this call, but, like, I am super excited to talk to you. <laughs> Well, I'm on with an internet superstar here, so this is really exciting for me, too. Oh, please. Um, medieval, how long? So let me just, I guess, I don't know. Um, what do you, can I ask you what you do? Or like um, something close, like can you give us, are you in comedy? Um, I'm a re, I'll, I'll put it this way. I, uh, I won't tell you what I do now, but I'm a retired investment banker. Oh. <laughs> I know, it's awful, isn't it? 
No, it's just, uh, I mean, that's why I think what I like about this podcast like, that I get to talk to people is you find out that people are much more nuanced and just, I think a lot of people assumed you might have been in comedy or stand-up. I, I get a lot of comments of people saying stuff like, oh, you, you know, you should write for Jimmy Fallon or something, which I consider an insult, but um, <laughs> <laughs> many, many years ago I was asked to write comedy for uh, somebody who's now quite famous, but at the time wasn't, and I said, well, I don't have time for that, I'm too busy going to keg parties, so. So are you traveling right now for work or for vacation? Sorry, my, uh, sorry to be nosy. No, it's okay. No, actually, um, well, I, I don't want to get too much into personal details, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, just, I'm just hanging out on the West Coast currently. Nice. I think um, I love the West Coast only because I'm here. <laughs> Good enough for me. Oh, man. Um, you know, the one of the weird things for me, and I'm sure for some of the listeners too, is to like hear people's voices finally. I totally you know? agree. Like, uh, I mean, like, you know, um, I guess we comment with each other or see each other coming all the time, at least for the last few years. But to finally put a voice with the name is kind of cool with certain, I don't know. Yeah, I agree. And I heard your voice on a couple of the other interviews you did, and it was not at all what I expected. Not, a, you know, not better or worse, but just surprising because, I don't know, I guess you got an idea in your head of how people sound. Um, I think JBRH said he expected me to sound more kittens, more unicorns. <laughs> I understand I, what he means. <laughs> I, I thought more kittens, less unicorn, but something like that. Um, so if you don't mind, I want to before, like, I, I want people to understand why not just me, but like, I think it's fair to say like everyone on, you know, the commentary would really, I guess, looks up to your humor. It's one, I, it is maybe one of the most, it's super fucked up is the best way to explain it, but still really funny. Um, I have a few examples. Uh-oh. <laughs> I know. I'm, I don't know how it's going to translate as I say it, but one of my favorite ones of recent of yours is the the headline is, it's a story about Corey Feldman and how like the baseball team is very sorry that he, about yeah. him. They won't let him happen again, again. And you yeah. said, I always forget. Is he the alive Corey or the dead one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did do that. Oh, <laughs> uh, and honestly, for, oh, that's funny. That's funny to me. Oh know? no, that's funny to me too. There's no, I definitely guess, but for people who might not be familiar with you, that's one of your more tame ones. <laughs> I mean, seriously. <laughs> yeah, um, I tell you, you know, it's funny because I'll write like a stupid, straightforward joke, and I'll get like. 400 stars and then i'll write a really tasteless but i think brilliant joke and i'll get like 12 people i'm like those are my people oh yeah what is your well do you remember any that you're most proud of yeah well I, there was one i had in mind there's there's one <laughs> this is really sick but there's this sweet old couple like in their 60s or 70s or something that on Craigslist, they tried to buy their dream car, which is like a 65 Mustang or something. Mm-hmm. And so they, they respond to some Craigslist ad and they go to meet the guy. And I think the guy kills them or something. <laughs> so I love how you're laughing like already. Well, it's, so my comment was something like, well, if this was the four cylinder with 112 horsepower, it's probably just as well. <laughs> but that is always, you know... 
to me, what's funny is that the idea that somebody would say that as a joke is funny. Not that I'm the guy that said it, but just that somebody would actually go there. I don't know. It's kind of, I got a sixth sense of humor. Like, who's that guy? Uh, the first, I think he was the first head writer for SNL, Michael O'Donoghue or something. Mm-hmm. It was a, I think he was a National Lampoon alum. And just sixth sense of humor. Like, like those early National Lampoon guys. And that just, that dark humor appeals to me. I think it appeals to... It, it's in the spirit of Gawker. Yeah, that's, you know, I kind of grew up on on commenting on Gawker, and I definitely, I mean, it's like snarkiness and lack of um, humanity and <laughs> remorse for being cruel. This is kind of is the aesthetic I got from Gawker in the earlier days. And, and so it annoys me now when people kind of like, oh, this is terrible. People are commenting about somebody who died. That's what we do on Gawker. You know, that's um, to me, if, if you want to uh, cry tears over some person who died on an escalator in China, Gawker's not your place to do it. Yeah, I saw that one. You have, <laughs> that was so many stars on that. <laughs> that was a fun one, you know? No, I mean, that's, I think you, so have you ever felt bad? You've never, ever felt bad. I rarely felt bad. And because uh, I'll tell you, you know, maybe it's just my sixth sense of humor, but when I, when somebody on Gawker, writes an article about um, somebody getting swallowed up by an escalator, do you think the author really expects us, the commenters are going to say, oh, this is a terrible tragedy. We should all band together and do something about escalator safety and write your congressman. No, they know what they're doing. They're setting it up for the sick jokes, right? I mean, that's clearly that's why you write that article. At least that's why I would write that article. I mean, I guess that's the only reason. Right. I mean, nobody wants to read 300 people say, what a tragedy, so sad. So there's never been, I mean, off the top of your head, you can't remember like one time where maybe someone wrote like a genuine response to your comment like, you know, I I think you're really funny, I laugh too, but my mom died in that way, so. Hmm. <laughs> you, you know, I can't, I can't put my finger on an example, but I think there have been one or two times where I've thought twice. But I'll tell you, you know, that Chinese escalator one, um, you know how you can see when people edited their comments. So somebody replied to that and wrote, um, it, was, it was a gray comment, I think stayed in the gray. So somebody wrote, like, um, somebody died, LOL. And then like within the course of five minutes, the comment got 100 stars, and that same person edited their, their comment to just say LOL and added a star to the comment. Oh. So, so it's almost like they realized, you know what, sick humor is funny, or they just jumped on the bandwagon like, you know, there's no stopping them. Interesting. So this person is not a regular commenter? No, I didn't recognize the name. Hmm. How long have you been commenting on Gawker? I I first came to Gawker, I think, I seem to recall, I thought about this a little bit, because you and I have been corresponding to set this up. I think the first story that drew me to Gawker was John Fitzgerald Page. If you go back that far, it was some poor guy in Atlanta who wrote... He was like a terrible internet dater, and somebody outed him, you know, about his nasty, misogynist messages. And so he was a minor internet celebrity, and so I followed a link to Gawker. And immediately, what drew me in was this, you know, whatever, this is kind of a funny story, but these commenters are hilarious, and they're brilliant, and they're insightful, and they're, they're great with the pithy phrase and how they can use words. And... Um, so I think I look back, I think that was like 2007 or something. Um, and so that's what drew me in and that 
Um, not to say how, you know, look back and say, oh, commenters were better back then, but really, so there were some people there who just were legends in my mind, you know, the, and some are still around, you know, a lot of them like comment once in a blue moon, like the Ted says is the world, Mr. Hippity, um, virus with shoes was just off the wall, crazy, hilarious. Um, and then, then, and then the, some of the sick humor folks that kind of inspired me is say that's cool. I don't have to remember that name. Mm-mm. He was a wacky one. Um, so anyway, that's what first drew me in. Were you a lurker first before you started commenting? I no, I don't think I lurked for very long. I think I remember when I first tried to comment back then, you know, you, that you had to be an approved commenter. You didn't, they didn't have like grays and whatever. They didn't uh, have grays. No, Wait, with, even with approved commenters, you have grays. Yeah. So what, what it was back then is that you just commented and it went into the ether unless oh. some power that be approved you. So you couldn't see the unapproved comments period. Oh, and, um, I get caught, I get, I get approved like within a day or two. Do you, okay. You know how every time Gawker changes or like, you know, starts their refollow system, yep. do you get refollowed right away? Uh, yeah, I've been, well, I've been banned a couple of times. For, Ooh, you have for what? Uh, I think one was a cancer joke. What, what, tell, what is it? Um, I forget, <laughs> I, you know, I honestly forget what it was. Um, somebody, the author, and it was not like one of the main sites. It was, it wasn't defamer, but it was one of the offshoot sites, but uh, anyway, whatever it was. And so the author had cancer. And I thought it was a terribly written article, and I just said, to him, I said to him, like, you know, it's worse than cancer, this article, or something Oof. like that. Um, it, it was funnier and less harsh than that, but um, and I, got, I, think, I assume that's why I got banned. You know, you don't get a message saying, you were banned for this nasty comment. How did and you then, feel when you were banned? It was, it was, it was, uh, it was a letdown, because I, I enjoyed commenting, and I, I, I get a kick out of when people find me funny, so... Uh, you know, I lost that, that outlet. Um, and I was banned once under my current username, and I wrote to one of the authors, like, hey, I, don't, I, I didn't even know what the offense was that time. I said, I got banned, and, you know, I think you appreciate my comments, what's going on? And that author wrote back and said, yeah, just try again. You'll, you'll get approved soon enough, I'm sure. And that, and that has happened in the past. But I think, I think this person, I don't know, I don't even know how they unban or ban people, but I think he went and unbanned me. If you get banned now... Yeah. You have to email tips at gawker.com yeah. because that's who's in charge of moderating. Okay. That's the email I got today. I was like, what? Tips is in charge of who got banned in moderation? Like, why? Okay. How, would, how would anyone even associate those two? But uh, Yeah. Well, oh, there used to be, I don't know, do you, do you remember there used to be a ban hammer? Uh, yeah, I do. With AJ, right? Well, was, I think AJ came in and banned half the commenters. That's what I left. You did. Uh, you left at one point. Oh yeah, I, I just. It was more about the commenting system. It was it was terrible there for a while. Remember, they were like, if you looked at it on a computer as opposed to your phone, there were like two columns. Remember that of comments. Uh, I sort of do. It was a, it was just a mess. I mean, you couldn't follow it, and um, so one of the many exodi uh, I joined. And, but you uh, came back. I came back eventually because, you know, it's still, I can, I can complain that people used to be funnier and wittier, but it's still, I, I find, 
along with the trolls and the you know some stupid comments. I still think it's some of the wittiest commenting on the internet. Speaking of trolls, um, Tomato Face is back, and he's using his original name. I saw that. Yeah. See, I think I think Gawker likes these trolls, and they stir it up, and somebody keeps letting them back or not banning them completely, or I don't know. Like I said, I, I felt a little nostalgic to see him. I just can't, <laughs> I can't hate someone who comes to the same website as me every single day. I mean, he tries so hard. I just give up. Like, I don't hate, same ones they have 500 days, you know, like you don't, you just give up. You're like, hey, hey, brother. Exactly. It's like, <laughs> it's like uh, Stockholm Syndrome or whatever. It's, it's okay, it's you. I, you know, I kind of like you now. Um, can I ask you, how did you choose your username? It was just kind of random, I think. I just was, um, I, <laughs> you know, it's obviously based on Evil Knievel, and I thought it was a little bit, um, you know, I I thought I, I'm irreverent and maybe like a bull in a china shop, so I was thinking of being a little medieval, and so then medieval, Broadwood and evil, and there was no 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 more thought than that. I used to be Sid and Financy. That was my old name, and that was based on I worked in finance, so that was the financy part, and you know Sid and Nancy, a little punk rock. So that's how that one I, had a little I, more thought in it. But. I think because of those emails and the way you. Um, the way you write in your emails, for some reason I thought you were British. <laughs> I don't know how to take that, but okay. Like I thought you were British in like a Downton Abbey way, <laughs> <laughs> like <Wow>. that. <laughs> oh, my grandmother would be proud. Do you ever talk about commenting on Gawker, like um, with if you have a significant other or children? Do you ever talk about it or show them your comments? I have mentioned it to my girlfriend my old lady um but not in great detail my uh somebody i used to date thought it was really cool you know back in the old days i remember one regular commenter who's not around anymore i went to my uh, commenter meetup in new york back in the day and he said he said he was at a bar at one time he's like yeah well i'm a commenter on Gawker and blah 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 and he said some random young woman next to him turned to him and said, you're, you're a Gawker commenter? Like, it was a really cool thing. But um, that, was back, that was back when, you know, you were approved or you weren't. So I don't know, Like approved that. in the vortex? No, I mean in the sense that there were no gray commenters. You just, uh, you know. You mean you the star system? Yeah, I guess it was the star system back. I don't know what it was back then, but. I sat you know, on a plane going to New York, and I was sitting in the window, and the guy was sitting in the aisle seat. And he's on his phone, and I know I know he's looking at Cocker because I yeah. know that logo. So I, I couldn't help myself. I'm like, excuse me, are you a Cocker commenter? <laughs> and they started to chat him up. And right. he also told me that he had gone to a Cocker meetup. Um, I probably know him. He said that he dated Elizabeth Spears. Oh, that's funny. I know, right? And then I wanted to ask him more questions, like, who's your favorite? Um, but then some lady sat in the middle and kind of, like, shut down her conversation. But he told me that, well, I don't know. I guess he said that he had gone to a Gawker meetup and that it was a little bit awkward. Oh, I, yeah. I went to a couple of them, and I would say there was an awkward element. But everybody got smashingly drunk, and then it was nice. Nice. I didn't uh, know that you went to uh, um, other ones. Uh, let's see. What else? Why? So why do you like commenting? Like, okay, what do you hope to contribute to the conversation and related 
do you comment on more serious posts and write like longer, serious, fleshed out comments? I, I do a little bit and not necessarily longer, but um, I, I am serious once in a while. That Sometimes it tends to be on like the, um, uh, the economic posts, the Hamilton Nolan stuff. Because I, I was an investment banker and I saw from the inside. I went, I went from being an investment banker and you know being pretty successful at that and being promoted right through the financial crisis and stuff. And after I left it, I went down and joined Occupy Wall Street because you know that's really where my heart was. Wow. Uh, my, my wallet might have been on the other end of things, but um, so I, 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 you know, I think Hamilton paints with a pretty broad brush and has got uh, a singular point of view. Um, and my take on the finance sector may be a little more nuanced, but, but I largely agree with where he's coming from. So I might be more serious in some of his posts and say, yeah, you know, you're absolutely right. And here is how, um, it happens when somebody trades a bond or whatever. I sort of felt like you began your statement with not all investment bankers. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, just a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) But that's uh, well, rad. I mean, no one would have known you were that. And then I guess, no, I mean, it's also rad. I did want to ask you what you felt about Hamilton, but you're telling me you're like out on Occupy Wall Street. I mean, that's yeah. so awesome. Yeah, I was down there. I, mean, I went down there. They had pictures of me. And did you go down with Russell Simmons? Just kidding. I was there when Russell Simmons was there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, I mean, he was there too. Yeah, no, he was. I mean, he lives near there, as I understand it. Um, yeah, I was down in Zuccotti. I was drumming, and uh, so, so you know, I don't know if you remember this, but you know, so the drummers became like the outcasts because they were drumming all the time. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Fuck this man!" So I became a radical among the radicals. I'm like, "I'm with the drummers. <laughs> they're, oh. they're pissing people off. Who they're pissing off the people who are pissing everybody off. I'm with them." So I went down. You know, plus, I'm a musician a little bit. But, you know, Oh yeah, you don't sound like I guess whatever the stereotype is for someone who is retired. Let's say their voice might sound older. You definitely don't don't. Oh, I'm not retired in like, hey, I'm getting Social Security. And, oh, okay, okay. No, I'm retired like uh, I made a nice little nut in Wall Street, and I work, but you know, I don't. Uh, um, I, I I retired from Wall Street, put it that way. I'm gonna going back to Hamilton. I felt like. Um, but one of the few, very few positive things about when all the blogs split into those tiny little sub blogs yep. is that Hamilton's posts, because there were such fewer comments, were really top notch. I mean, I don't comment there. I don't really have much to say, but like definitely there's a lot for me to learn from that sort of discussion. As so opposed to posts and the comments that went with them? Yeah, well, more so the comments that go with him. Like, I get what Hamilton is doing. I mean, it's like he slants the the tone he uses is humorous and it's supposed to appeal and like inflame some of the left, etc. I mean, I find it funny. I, I do too. Him. I think he's being really funny, and some people take him much too seriously. I mean, I think his message is serious. I think he he does think Walmart sucks and um, you know that Wall Street screwing us over. And I think he's largely right, but I think he's also very funny at doing it. I also think he's right, and I also like his um, squatting posts or all his yeah. fitness. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think that's funny. And the yogurt stuff, I mean, I get it. I, I think it's, it's, it's very funny. You know, I've emailed with Hamilton like a few times, and each time his response, it wasn't like – I guess it wasn't as like sweet as 
mine, but I like that about him. I like that he was a dick to me because it's still <laughs> Hamilton. You know, he's so consistently I Hamilton. Agree. I really respect that. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, be interesting. I, I get the sense, and that's just from reading the site mostly, that he's a leader of the um, union effort there. It'd be interesting to see where that goes. And good for him. Well, he's I mean, been there. I'm, he's probably the longest running writer there, right? I hope. I think so at this point. Yeah. Um, shit, hold on. My sound is getting all scratchy, scratchy. Okay, let me see what else. Um, oh, shit, hello? I'm here. Okay, that was so loud suddenly. Mm. <laughs> okay, I guess this is a question. So I, one of the questions I would ask people is like, is your online identity similar to your in real life one? But for you, my question for you is, under the assumption that like some of us hold back some of our more unsavory jokes online and assuming that you are holding back with the jokes that you tell online, are you more fucked up in person? Um, hmm, that's interesting. Probably not. No, I'd say if anything, the anonymity of relative anonymity of uh, being an online commenter, um, I feel it gives me free reign, you know, I don't, I don't think I, I think you're better, probably better judged than, than I would be, but I don't think like I'm, I'm not trying to insult anybody personally or uh, stereotype large groups of people or anything, you know, like my, my joke about the Chinese escalator, you know, it's a joke about Chinese food, right? So yeah. um, you could, you know, is that an ethnic joke? I don't think so. I think it's a, I'm trying to go to the next level. It's a joke about a stupid joke, you know, but, um, like what's another example? I Can I have a about. great example actually? And it's yeah. I have a request from somebody to specifically talk about th this with you. Okay. Okay. Um. So um, under the head, the headline was Rachel Dolezal to adopt black brother. Don't blow my cover. And yeah. you guys, uh, Rachel's adopted brother's name is Ezra, and this is Medieval's <laughs> comment. If my sister told me not to blow her cover, I wouldn't blow her cover. Yes. I'm saying that I'm better than Ezra. And like, I mean, that, it has like over 400 or something stars and a bazillion comments underneath that. A bunch of, half of which were taking me seriously, right? How could you say you're better than this guy? Oh, uh, yeah. Which is hilarious. I love that. Um, when people mis misunderstand your humor... Do they apologize after? Are they like, ha you got me? Or do they just stay mad? Rarely. Rarely. I think some, I think some maybe, rarely you'll see somebody say like, oh, okay, sorry, I get the joke now. Usually because I don't bother to explain it, but somebody else might say, you missed the pun here or whatever it is. Um, and, but sometimes, more often than not, I think if somebody finally gets it, they just sheepishly go away. Oh, I think I must. I think I might have done that once, but I I do feel. <laughs> I, I hope I apologized. I probably like crawled away like a cockroach. Oh, oh, the, here's a great one. Like uh, Bobby Brown, who died recently. Oh, yeah. Right? There was some post about Bobby Brown. I think it was when she was in a coma or something, and they, and somebody posted. And, and I just love like this, when somebody is just um, you know I I don't, I don't get why somebody goes on the internet and say. 
oh, I feel so bad for this family I don't know or whatever, right? So somebody said, I just hope they have the strength to get through another tragedy. And so my comment was, why would you wish another tragedy upon them <laughs> with all they're going through? Because <laughs> that's what it sounded like if you read it that way. And so somebody else replied and said, no, they're saying this tragedy. This is the tragedy that they hope they have the strength. Like, no kidding. How stupid, you know, you're, you, if you actually were taking me serious that I didn't get that and I thought they were wishing a tragedy upon them, why are you even here? You know, why are you commenting on the internet? You should go home and read some Dr. Seuss or something. I think that in the summer, uh, the comments tend to be more sanctimonious, I guess, a little, because summer, I guess school's out for summer, maybe. Uh, maybe there's more high school kids. That makes sense. Or even college kids. Maybe. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, how old were you when you became like, you know, a real compassionate person, empathetic person? Well, yeah, right. So I was, you're, you, when you talk about students, right, I think when you're in your teens and maybe early 20s, first of all, you you know, you know everything. You've got all the answers. You know what's right. And there's there's very little gray area. It's like good guys, bad guys. So I could see like, oh, you're a bad guy. You're making fun of some family tragedy. Well, um, you know, if I think if I make 300 people laugh about a tragedy, that's, I don't think Bobby Brown's family's reading Gawker. And if they are, you know, shame on them. <laughs> they're they're going to get some sympathy, right? That would, that would be stupid. Recent, recently, um, I remember seeing your comment. Like, you never, you're never on 500 days, but... Uh, once in a while, because now I think, like you were saying, it's one of those things that it's there, so I kind of get it now. There's nothing to get. But go ahead, sorry. I mean, there's nothing to get. Well, that's the thing, right? I mean, it's, she she got herself into this thing, I think. And it's kind of funny, so I know, but I don't think it deserves a post every day. But but it's hilarious. Everybody goes on there. It's just, I can't believe this is still going on. Why are you taking time out of your day to say that? I don't know. I don't know. I just, the negativity or the bitterness of some people online every day, it's like, come on, you guys. It's exhausting. It is. But I mean, that's that's part of the trope now, too, right? That's funny that people do that. Um, like, I, I made that comment was when the whole, um, uh, you know, Condé Nast CFO thing blew up. I saw that. It's like 5,000 stars. Jesus. Yeah. I, I think it was over 2,000 stars or something. Because I said, is this where we can complain about 500 days of Kristen? And again, that was a joke on the joke because A, everybody's always complaining about that. And now in recent days, everybody goes in every thread and says, oh, yeah, well, you never, we never out, outed a gay man. So I'm like, okay, so there's the thread where they're finally saying something about it. So I thought, wouldn't it be funny if I come in and say, Hey, excuse me, can we talk about Kristen here? So it was really a joke about people complaining about both things. And I, I probably about 20 of those stars are people who got that. But Do you ever – okay, uh, so I know that a lot of the Gawker regulars will – like when they – in your notifications, they'll open it up so they can see like every single person who starred your comment. <laughs> do you do that too? I do it when it's like six people star what I think is really funny. Oh. If it's 40 people or something, I don't bother because I don't – ain't nobody got time for that. Oh, I thought you would want to know who your fans are. Uh, well, I think some of the usual suspects you would think. It's a, I mean, I think it's a lot of people who have the same irreverent senses of humor. Mm. You know, those Note are the ones to everyone are... listening, Medieval does not care about you. <laughs> <laughs> no, <just kidding. laughs> 
No, it's not true. I, I care about the people who actually get what I think are the funny jokes that don't, uh, apparently don't hit it off with people. Who do you think is really funny on Gawker? Currently, I think Cat Dog Whisperer is hilarious. Oh, yay, me too. He'll be so yeah. happy to hear that. No, it's true. I mean, he's consistently very funny. His puns are so good. Yeah, and just like off the wall. It's my kind of my kind of humor too. It's just silly stuff that you know. It's like taking it to another level where that it's so absurd that it's hilarious. There was this one post about like Republicans and orange juice, and. Yeah. It was during a time where the commenting system was kind of fucked up, but I remember Cat Dog told me he was trying to make a comment like a typical Republican, but that kind of still makes me die laughing. Wait, I don't get it. Oh, really? Typical what? Republican. Oh, okay. Yeah, now I get it. That's funny. Okay, That's funny. Right. That's great. I think I remember that. Oh, it's so good. It just makes me and, die. And I'm a sucker for bad puns. I love when we when people get into it thread of like 12 bad puns in a oh, row. Oh, I love it when it's like uh, in rapid succession. Yeah, exactly. And that goes back to the old cock, Gawker commentary days. Cocker commentary um, I think puns were, were commenter um, fair for, for a long, long time. Um, another example of a, uh, of a comment I like of yours is, okay, so the headline is, Gruesome Richard Matt death photo released, right? And I think Trace, a commenter Trace, says like, dude, Gawker, like, can you not have posted those bloody, like, blurred but still very obviously <laughs> explicit bloody, you know, head photos? And underneath it, you, oh, no, and she's like, can you have posted a mug shot instead? <laughs> and underneath it, you're like, here's your mug shot. And it's, you guys, it's a picture of, it's a mug with a picture of the guy's brains blown out on the mug. <laughs> oh, that took me a while, too. I had to go to, like, um, what are, you know, those sites, what's the one, Cafe Press or something, and upload the picture. Oh, <laughs> it was so good. I mean, I can't explain why, but it was just, it was, oh, it was obvious, but not obvious in a bad way. I mean, I can't explain, but I died. I know other people did too. It's uh, interesting. Yeah. If you guys ever open a thread of medievals, like you'll see 10 to 15 people, like all like praise and bowing down, like, oh my God, plus one. And you're so fucked up. Can we be friends? <laughs> right. It's very I love those. those are my favorite. If somebody's going to respond to just say, I like your joke. I love it when they're like, you are evil and disgusting and you're my kind of people, you know? Oh, I just feel bad when someone says that to you. Like, I've seen those kind of comments, and I'm like, cringe. Like, oh, man, is, <laughs> you missed it. Oh, anyone else that you – any um, other favorites, I guess? Um, funny. What's that? Any other funny commenters? Well, I, I think you're a great commenter. I always enjoy <laughs> yours. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to um, insult people by not uh, – oh, <laughs> I, I, I guess there's a long tradition of terrible names, too, but like JonBenet Ram, Ramsey's – Whatever her name is, Jumbinator Randy. I say JBRH because I like I like that person, but I cannot say the full name. I know it's a horrible name, but um, but yeah, I think he or she, I think it's a he, uh, is 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 funny again in that in that irreverent way, not afraid to make a sick joke. I enjoy that. Um, I know you had Jerry Netherland on. I yeah. think he's very witty. I love his sense of humor. It's not the sick humor. Like like mine, and, and you, know, you don't have to be sick like me to make a good joke. I think he's very witty. 
Um, and he's also one that uh, I joke because he'll make a serious comment as well, you know, something that really makes you think and that I often agree with, as well as being more than willing to just be silly. Um, have you ever pissed off any regulars? I have. I think, I, yeah, I've pissed off people where they're like, dude, you're funny, but this one went too far. You know, I get that from time to time. That's when I know, you know, if you don't ever get that, then in my mind, you're not pushing that edge. Do you ever write? Uh, I have written a little bit here and there. Interesting. I, was, uh, I, was, I dreamed of being a writer at one point, and so I published a few things here and there on the internet. I noticed that, like, um, like you don't tend to do a lot of back and forth, like, conversations, I guess, with people. Is there a reason why? Um, yeah, some of it is... Uh, you know, it's a matter of time. Like, I'll come in like, oh, you know, I just got out of a stupid meeting or something. I'm going to go blow off 15 minutes on Gawker, and I'll make six comments on six articles or something, and then blow out of there and do something else. Um, so it's by the time I come back and somebody's responded to me, everybody's probably moved on. Uh, so that's part of it. Um, and like, I notice you don't really go, are you ever in the sub blogs? But sub blogs, what do you mean? Like, um, obviously, defamer, but I feel like that's kind of like. No, I mean, news. like the sub sub blogs. You mean like, uh, like Arkins, that one? No, like Clash Talk or Group Think. Oh, well, you know, um, when the Exodus, when I left Gawker, a bunch of people, have you ever been to Crash Talk? Yes. Bunch of people who left Gawker and were were very active in crosstalk on Gawker started crass talk, um, and so some of my favorite commenters went off there. Some went to the all. The all seems to have really downplayed comments, but I thought some of the most brilliant, witty people went to the all. But hmm. they seem, even the, the commenters seemed to lose interest after a while there. Is it all still going on? Yeah, the all I think is doing. No, fine. no, you're right. I think they're doing well, but I, again, it, you know, it's not, it's, I think they're trying to be something different and good for them, and I think they're successful at it, and that, that's great. I like, uh, I don't know them personally, but Bach and, um, what's his name, um, Corey seem like decent people, and they're trying to do a good thing, and I get their humor. Um, so I'm, I'm all for them doing well, but I thought, you know, originally some of the, like Karen Uh Oh is another commenter who I just thought, the way she put words together, you should make like a five word comment and it would just have eight layers of meaning and it would be perfect and hilarious. So she was one of those people who went to the all and there were a lot of people of that caliber who went there, but I think some of them just drifted off and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a commenter centric thing like Cocker. I mean, I think, I think Cocker's got a love hate relationship with its commenters. I think there are a lot of people who go because they enjoy the comments more than a lot of the articles are just fodder, right? You know. So are you of the position? I mean, I think there are definitely people in the comment section that have been vocal about, well, they've said that basically that the, it's people are here for the comment section or that the com, like the commentary is more important right. than the writers. Is that, yeah. is that your take? Um, I think, look, you can't, to me, I wouldn't enjoy it nearly as much as I do without both. Me too. You know, I mean, Crash Talk is kind of the commenters without 
the articles. Mm -hmm. It's just a bunch of people. And then, and then it just evolves into my boss sucks. And, oh, yeah, mine too, you know, which is all fine. But I think you need the fodder of, um, you know, drunk Florida man drives through circus and kills four kids um, for people to come out and make a bunch of funny comments or, I don't know, <laughs> sincere comments about how we need more crosswalks at circuses or whatever the series people want to say. Um, so I, I think you need both. But as for me, I don't go to Gawker specifically, particularly to read the articles. I go because I think there are some real gems in the comments, and that's what I really enjoy. Um, do you spend a lot of time or any time approving comments out of the gray? I do from time to time. I wouldn't say I spend a lot of time doing it. Mm -hmm. um, but I think um, – okay, so, so here, here's my gawker secrets. And I think I heard Milton Burles talk, talk about this too. So if you're a great commenter, here's what you should do, right? You should um, – don't be too obvious about it, but you want to comment early because if there are already 200 comments, I'm not going to read the great comments. But right. if there are five comments, I might read the great comments because I want to see what's in the comments. Um, so I think if you're an early commenter on an article and you're funny or you're clever or um, serious but have something good to say, you're much more likely to be approved because people are going to read those more often. Um, the second one is caption a picture. You know, you can click on the picture and you get a little box of when you go to read an article and there's a one, two, three under the picture, you might say, oh, I wonder, because I think this is a funny picture and there's some funny things I might say about it, so I want to see what one, two, and three said about it. They might happen to be a great commenter, but I think those are more likely to be read. Um, so if I, if I happen upon funny, great comments, it's not like I'm like, oh, I'm... I'm uh, an approved commenter. I'm not going to be bothered by great comments, but it's just there are only so many, only so many hours. My boss will wait, will pay me to waste time on the internet. So. Have you ever had a, someone try to parody you or like an evil twin? I haven't had that yet. Knock wood. And I, you know, I'm sure as I say that, somebody's uh, of, of your thousands of listeners, somebody's plotting to do it now. But, um, <laughs> But I did, since you and I have been talking about doing this interview, for the first time I had somebody, um, just in the recent days, so obviously didn't like some comment I made, and then like went back, and I, and I checked out their um, profile, and they, they had like 25 comments, and they were, all were only replying to me. So they went back through my history, and most of them said, Easy joke, low hanging fruit. That's what the, like they had ten comments that said that. What was the and name? Um, I don't remember. It was not one I said. I think that was the, literally every one of their comments was a reply to me about how bad my jokes are. Um, which and, and one of them was like, uh, you know, you can do better than that. You know, why do you take the time? What are you, some millennial who needs a trophy? Why, and I'm like, why do I take the time? You you created an account to follow me around and belittle my jokes. You know. <laughs> I, you know, I think it's funny. I, I don't, I'm not hurt by it, but I think it's hilarious that somebody thinks that I'm wasting my time when they're going out of their way to stalk me online. How do you prevent yourself or do you, you never, how do you prevent yourself from getting involved in those kind of threads though, where they are, let's say, I mean, have you, 
what if you're in a, like a, an approved or like a regular commenter that you are familiar with misunderstands your joke? Would it affect, like, would you respond to them and yeah, explain I'm, your joke? I might. Uh, you know, another one who I loved, I'm just thinking here, is um, Tooth Petard. He would never uh, ask for an explanation. He's so funny. No, he would get it. I agree. But um, but if, you know, look, some of my jokes fail. So if, um, not, not that it would be Tooth Petard, but that would be the kind of person who, if they responded and said, you know, dude, that's, wrong I did no no here's what I was trying to do maybe I failed at it but I might try to explain myself to somebody whose opinion I respect and I wanted them to understand where I was going I want to um slightly brag about Tooth Petard but um like I've gotten to know him outside of the Gogger comment section okay. and he, I think that he's like the most smartest person I've ever met online he is so like the things that he can produce and create with his hands from nothing to something, it's really. I, I'm. I'm just. I just feel like I'm nothing when he talks to me. You know, like when he shows me. I'm not me. the least bit surprised to hear that. Like you I don't. Mean, I don't think people understand like how genius I think he really is. It's. It's intimidating. It's. It shows, and that's what I think. Like, uh, I think humor is not easy, right? And so he comes across with some really pithy and and Second you know, Amendment not, man. What's that? He's Second Amendment man. He is right, and that's, that's brilliant. And people will be like, "Oh yeah," or like the Milton Burns, Burns Cocker. Oh yeah, same joke again. But no, I mean Second Amendment. That's a hilarious line, and he continues to improve upon it every time. I think, have told think, his jokes to my boyfriend, and and he will gasp in horror. But that's how good they are, you know. Well, I, I tell um, his and other people's jokes. I don't. I, I guess I'm embarrassed to be like, yeah, all my all the funny stuff I get is from gawkers. So I'll, I'll say, like, oh, I read this online, or oh, somebody said, because I don't, you know, don't want to tell people. Yeah, I spend all my time screwing around a gawker, but um, I will definitely repeat jokes and comments. And just, like, what was what, after the uh, gay marriage decision out of the Supreme Court? I wish I could. It was a commenter, as I recall, I can't remember the name, but it was a commenter I respect who said. Like, you know, this really undermines the sanctity of my three divorces. Or something. <laughs> this is perfect, brilliant satire it of is. the whole argument against gay marriage, right? It, I mean, it was hilarious. Newt Gingrich is against gay marriage because of the sanctity of marriage, and it's only for procreation, and all these people are going to have kids. And... Um, do you go to any other websites like Deadspin or Jezebel, io9, Lifehacker, Kotaku? Uh Occasionally, more often than not, I'm tricked into it because you see on the main page, like, oh, interesting headline. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, like, oh, they got me again. So now I know when it's like so and so referred. So I was like, I don't recognize that name, and I'll hover over it. Uh huh. Jezebel got it. Because um, there, I think there's some decent writers in Jezebel and some decent commenters, but there's a lot of, I mean, groupthink, groupthink is called groupthink for a reason, right? Um, there's. Uh, who was over there? A commenter I like. In uh, defensive group think, I think, like, I, I, I've seen their posts like, every now and then I'll go there. And for the most part, those random right. times I go there, it's, like, pretty decent. It's legit. It's not mm, – I, I guess it's not what classic group think, if anyone's familiar with that, makes them out to be all the time. You mean in the group think threads itself? Oh, do you not know that there's a group think – 
like there's a sub blog. Yeah, it's like, it's like crosstalk, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know much about that because I don't know that I've ever spent much time there. But I think that I think it's it's overdone and parodied. But I do think the Jezebel commentariat can be a little bit of a hive mind. You don't think that? Why don't you go and try and challenge yourself and <laughs> see what you can challenge do there? Yeah. Well, you know, actually, I you know I I'm. I think that with Deadspin, because I find the people there, I don't wade into there a lot, but there are some really clever and hilarious people there. But I'm like, I root for my hometown sports teams, and I don't know enough about sports beyond that. You know, if they're in the playoffs, I'm paying a lot of attention, not much, you know. Um, I'm only at Deadspin if it's been main-paged because of some, like, gossip scandal. Yeah, that's probably generally true of me, too. And I'm I'm in the grays there, and it's... it's, um, I'm a voice in the wilderness, but but I do think there are some really funny people there. Jezebel, you know, I I wait in there, and it's just, it's like painfully. I don't know if PC is the right word, but they've got their own version of political correctness there. Would you say you're a feminist? I'd say I'm a feminist. Yes. Proudly. Proudly. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Yeah. I get it. I mean. I read articles. I'm not there as much as I am Cocker, but like, I don't know. How can how can one really be on both websites as much? I mean, it takes a lot to be on Cocker all day, anyways. It, it does, and I know I spend too much time there, but it's it's like my outlet during the day when I'm chained to a desk half the time. Has anyone ever gotten up mad at you for like uh, commenting on every post? I mean, because there are times that I do see you on every post, but you're killing it, each one. And has anyone ever gone upset? I have two or three times in my life gotten a comment like, dude, chill out, and probably well-deserved, because I did comment excessively. But I'm like, hey, you know, you don't like comments and don't read the comments, but... um, I try not to do, and I do. I, I, I am an offender sometimes, but I try not to do six comments on one post. Um, but if I, but one I'm, comment on six posts is okay. Yeah, I think so. You know, okay. I, if you're reading every post, then you you shouldn't be complaining about the comments on every post. But if you come to read one article and somebody's made twenty comments on it, then I think you're right to. What is your favorite Gawker story? Favorite, you know, like story they've covered? Yeah. Wow, that's a good question. Let's see. Um, hmm. I like the scandalous stuff. I mean, not just like. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I mean, I like. I. That's why I've defended them somewhat with this um, CFO thing. Mm. um, Because, well, for one thing, I just. Annoyed that people come in and just spam the comments. Like, hey, Seriously. You know, you, there are stories that were about that subject and then stories about the story, right? And those are the places for those comments. And hey, if you don't want to get lost in the 2,000 comments, well, that's because it's a big discussion going on. So don't go to every other story in 500 days and talk about why are you writing whatever. On that particular post where there was like over 3,000 comments, I know that people, they were like clearing the comment section out, like and banning and dismissing people. I think that's fine. Oh, yeah? But they were regulars, like a lot of regular people that I think are... Oh, they weren't doing it just to, to make room? It was just that it was censoring, you think? 
uh, it was censoring. Like I forget on Jordan's actually on Jordan's post, right? When mm-hmm. I forget who it was, but it's a regular, and they posted a photo of the CFO's family, but with like sad yellow faces. Oh yeah, smiley faces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that person got banned. Really? His new name, his or her new name is like, thanks a lot for putting me in the grays, Jordan, is like the <laughs> latter half of the name. You can't um, miss it. Yeah, see, I, I, I'm i surprised and disappointed that, that somebody would bother to do that, you know? And I think that's a fair, as a certainly in the context of that story, that is a perfectly fair comment. I think make. that was a fair comment and didn't deserve a banning. And I think you should take your licks if you're willing to post that story. Now, the st- look, the story, not that anybody cares, but if, if I were an editor, I probably would have said, um, there's not enough there there for this. But I, I like that, like I said about my jokes, that I think if you don't cross the line once in a while, you're not pushing the line enough. Um, like I was talking to a prosecutor who lost a case um, before a jury and it was a, he said, look, it was a close call, and you know maybe it was not the case we should have brought, but I thought it was the right case. I thought the person was guilty, and I thought we could prove it beyond a reasonable doubt. The jury disagreed. Is that if you don't lose a case like that once in a while, I mean, not every other case, but if you don't get one of those once in a great while, then you're not bringing the cases that you should be getting, you should be bringing that would be guilty verdicts. So I think if you don't screw up... Um, I mean, I think the, the I'm not cat's out of the bag, but I'm not using the CFO's name mm-hmm. on purpose. But yeah. that story, um, I think that one was too far over the line. But I think there are others, like the Hulk Hogan thing. I I defend that. And and what was the other one? The the hot tub thing with the. How about the Rob Ford video? And uh, not just the Rob Ford video. The as the Kickstarter. Yeah. <laughs> that was I, awesome. That is awesome, right? And yeah. so I'm. I think uh, somebody should be willing to do that. Um, and you know, Rob Ford obviously is fair game. Hulk Hogan's fair game. This CFO, I still, I think it was a closer call than, a, than it seems like the majority of people think. They really, Gawker really looked out with the Hulk Hogan case um, in that that uh, the, with, there was like new stuff released from that same deposition video where Hulk Hogan is like just throwing the N word around so casually. Yeah. It's so disgusting. I didn't see the video, but I yeah, read about it. And um, yeah, they definitely got lucky with that. Um, mm. But, you know, so, oh, oh gosh. I know I'm not answering, you know, some of your questions, I we've gone off on a tangent and I never answered, but... Oh, no, it's okay. It's okay. We go on tangents and it's fine. Good. Okay, okay. Because I think I asked you, like, what was your favorite story, um, like your favorite Gawker story? Yeah. Uh, that's a hard one. I'm not sure if I... Um, I mean, the Rob Ford one is pretty salacious. I, yeah. Uh, the one with... It needed to be done, right? I mean, if I were a Torontonian, that's information that I ought to have, I would think. So I, I think yeah. I think it was the right thing. I knew as I was reading that, I was like, this is fucking amazing. Like, you this know, is exactly what I want to read. Yeah, right? I mean, it, yes. and the guy sounds like a totally out of control. <laughs> Believe me, I can sympathize a little bit with, with him. But then again, I'm not running for mayor of a major city. Mm-hmm. You know, if de Blasio is smoking a little weed in Gracie Mansion after midnight, I don't know that that needs to be a front page story. Crocker would probably run it, and, and they would have a right to, I think, because he's a public figure and it is against the law. 
um, lately or wrongly. But, uh, you know, Rob Ford was like a, a bull in a crack pipe shop, and I, that ought to be covered. Um, okay, I, I'm going to have to wrap this call up just because I don't want to, like, you know, keep you here forever. No, that's, um, I'm just uh, happy to be here. And so I appreciate your, your inviting me on. It was a fun conversation. No, I'm so glad. I just hope that I haven't, like, I just don't want anybody to think that there was questions I didn't ask you. But well, well, once you do, uh, you know, I'm sure they'll let me know. Well, and once you, well, there are comments on the on the um, on the website too, right? On, on what is it? Un, undressing underground. Yeah, there are uh, discussed comments. Discuss? Okay. How do you pronounce? I don't know that? if I'll wade into those, but but <laughs> I'll look I'll look for uh, the twelve people who who hear this to comment on Gawker and. I'll reply to my many fans that way. <laughs> okay, the final question is. Yes. What do you want people, like how would you describe medieval, carnival using three separate adjectives? Um, I would want... <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, okay, so I think the question that came to mind, and I don't want to overthink it, irreverent. Okay. Because I value that. Um, funny, because that's what I'm trying to do most of the time. Uh-huh. I'm trying to make people laugh. Uh, and if some people get outraged by that, I enjoy it all the more, frankly. Um, and so what I say, irreverent, funny, and witty. I think I, I, I try to put some thought into these so it's not just like, you know, hey, People should go step in dog shit. That would be funny. I try to, you know, I'll even like spend five minutes looking at Wikipedia to come up with the right joke about World War One and have a funny, obscure battle to mention, you know. I find that so endearing. <laughs> Seriously. I do it for you. I do it for, for You do America. it for us. I do. I, um, I just want to tell you that like I kind of thought so I've asked that question to, I think, two or three other commenters so far in mm-hmm. these solo interviews. And, like, I've emailed, like, to anyone listening to this call still, like, I email everybody their questions, like, beforehand to, like, prep them. So they all know they're going to get this final question. I think it's even in bold. And, like, so far, no offense, but, like, I guess, like, you guys... There's been like a giant long pause between the first word, or I just think that the words you choose, the adjectives would be super mm, sophisticated, you know, SAT style vocab, but no, it's, been, it's been like funny, nice, kind. I mean, it's awesome. <laughs> I didn't come up with nice and kind, did I? But you know, I, I, think I, I think my friends and coworkers and whoever else, you know, loved ones would tell you, um, I think I'm a much kinder and nicer and more sensitive person than I come across because it's, you know, I'm trying to be irreverent. Like I said, that some of my favorite commenters in the old days who inspired me were just off the wall loony and not afraid to make a sick joke and make fun of tragedy. And I think, as I said, maybe it's just where my mind goes, but I think a lot of the tragic stories that are posted on, on Gawker are setups for the commenters. Um, yeah. Oh, do you specifically think the tragic posts are set up for jokes? I, I do. Don't you? Oh, oh, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Yes, absolutely. Well, you guys, um, 
I guess on that note, I'm going to I'm going to wrap up and say thank you so much for being on this show. I'm thank you so much, Medieval. Seriously, like I don't know how to express how happy we are to like get to hear your thoughts. You know, more than just your puns and your funny comments that are have like over 500 stars. You're you're kind to say so. I um, I'm in good company with the people that have been interviewed for for this. Um, this uh, podcast. So I uh, appreciate you inviting me. All right. Thank you. And I will see you on the main page. You will. Okay. Bye. And you'll see me on 500 days. Oh, yeah. I hope so. <laughs> For 350 more days. Bye. Bye. All right. I hope you enjoyed that because I haven't actually heard it yet. But, uh,. I've heard parts, and it sounded good. He's a funny guy. She's a funny lady. Uh, let's see. Come back Tuesday for my interview with my friend of 20-some years, the Bisco Kid, the Deadhead, the Endless hippie-ish nomad Hassan we talk about his travels and some of my travels too following different bands and going to different festivals and how exactly that's even affordable or at least I try and figure that out I don't know if I actually did and then come back next Friday for another installment of whatever we call this Kins Unicorns thing where she talks to Gawker people, whatever you call it. If you have something neat you call it, let us know because we can't think of anything. Uh, oh yeah, but she talks to uh, Red Rider. Another intelligent commenter on the Gawker pages. They're pretty much all intelligent commenters, and that's why we read them, right? I mean, whatever. Uh, go back to Tuesday if you want to hear my talk with uh, the black queer punk zine maker that I forget the name of, but her zine's called Shotgun Seamstress, which if you haven't heard of, I would definitely suggest talking out if you're checking out if you're into punk and black weirdos of different sorts. Her last, her latest issue, she went to Nigeria. Oh my God, if it's not fucking Nigeria, I am such an asshole. I could have looked this up and I didn't, and I'm recording this anyway. And I need to finish this because I got to go get drunk and watch cartoons with Batman in them before I go to sleep. Anyway, Shotgun Seamstress. That was the episode on Tuesday. I highly suggest it. She's incredibly intelligent and a lot of fun to talk to. And has a lot of interesting things to say. Uh, what else is there? Submit your guest suggestions. Your general ones to me, or your gawker ones, the kittens and unicorns, or just anything you have to her too. She might be interested in talking to non-gawker commenters if you reach out to her. 
I'm Rob at UndressingUnderground.com. She's K-A-N-D-U at UndressingUnderground.com. We'll also accept your short stories, poems, what have you. Uh, also, just anything you want to promote, any shows or zines or music you have. Uh, seriously, we're gonna tell, we want to talk to you, so reach out to us. And uh, you can call the voicemail, 260-PUNK-POD. Go to the website, underthingunderground.com. Follow us on Twitter. I'm Falcon Vane. I forget what her name is still. I should probably know that by now, but I don't. I'm sorry. Subscribe on iTunes. Send us money. Leave us a review on iTunes, please. We'll accept your money. I need new headphones, and she just bought a lot of stuff.